Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Heather Creason, and she is a cellular optimization specialist. I know it sounds nerdy. We're going to make it not so nerdy, uh, but she helps people get to the root cause of unresolved health concerns, chronic illnesses, uh, or mysterious health conditions that they could be experiencing. And um, her goal is really just to help individuals break free, break free from conventional medicine model of like taking your pills and all that kind of stuff uh, and chasing symptoms to get to the real issues that are keeping people sick and impeding their healing process. And we're talking about this because in the effort of growing your business, it's really easy to put your health off to the side and say, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, it's like, oh, I can just grind a bit longer and then, yeah, put your health off to the side. So we're going to talk about how to have a balance of this. uh, And that's why Heather's on the show. So how are you doing today, Heather? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you um, a little bit about your story. What made you decide to one, you know, start a business and be an entrepreneur, but two, specifically around health and wellness? Well, I'm a I'm a terrible employee, first of all. So I had to own my own business in order to make a living. Um, and I I enjoy it because I get to learn, I get to implement stuff. I don't have to be on somebody else's schedule or agenda. I just get to immediately start using what I know. I don't have to fit somebody else's formula. And it's, it's been a fun career. I've been doing it for 16 years. And I don't know, sometimes I think a divine hand was guiding me along this path. Um, So many different doors opened up for amazing internships, um, incredible educational opportunities. And I just said yes, because you never know, just say yes. And you'll see so many doors open and interesting things happen. Um, but I was an education major in college and I actually hated it. Um, once I got into my student teaching, I was like, I don't like this. And they also realized that. And they're like, Heather, you're, you're not good at this. This is not for you. So my senior year, I switched and or I switched my majors and I came out of college a little lost. I didn't really know what to do, but I had a background in exercise science and kinesiology. So after a little bit of time of thinking and Um, just trying to determine what I wanted to do. I went back to massage therapy school. And um, when I finished, when I finished the initial course, I had a mentor take me aside. She's like, Heather, if you want to be anything in this industry, you need to follow these three people. Um, So one guy's name was Aaron Mattis, and he does a technique called active isolated stretching. So I saw him um, teaching at a conference, um, just a two hour seminar and loved it. It was it was great work. People got wonderful changes. He was able to help a lot. So I took his big course in Orlando and um, he gave the opportunity if anybody wanted to come intern with him in Sarasota, Florida, come on down. So I started going three days a week and he's this big, he's like six, seven, six, eight. He's gruff. He was probably 70 when I started doing this for him. And I'd sit there and I'd just watch him work on all these people. And he finally looked at me one day. He's like, young lady, I'm sick of seeing you sit there, get to work. Um, so I got to work by his side for two years, got to work on a lot of professional sports um, or professional athletes, um, Olympic athletes. And um, as he quote unquote, released me from the mentorship, he gave me a lot more clients up in Orlando. And that started uh, that started my practice. And I've just been growing ever since and had a wonderful time. I worked for chiropractors. They were great. I've learned every step of the way. So that's how I got into it. Yeah, that's cool. I like your uh, idea of like, say yes to 
the opportunities and just kind of see where it takes you. It's like, it's like that movie. Yes, man. With Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's a great film. It's one of my favorites. Actually. I love revisiting it, but that's cool. That's a really cool story. And, uh, you being able to work alongside, you know, the professionals and it's super cool. They sent you clients and stuff. He obviously saw, um, some real talent in you, you know, and, uh, that's just really, really cool experience and way for you to get going and get started. Um, so I'd love to kind of like go into this health aspect. You talk well, okay, actually, well, first thing I think people are kind of curious about is something I mentioned earlier of like, I introduced you as a cellular optimization specialist. What does that mean? Can you keep that in like third grade terminology for people? <laughs> um, just helping people perform at their best um, with their health. Cause like our bodies are the means by which we enact our beliefs. It's how we fulfill our calling. And if you're not feeling great, if you've got brain fog, if you don't have the energy, if you um, have anxiety or just panic things, you're not operating at your best. And sometimes those things are not just mental. They're happening at a very cellular level. And so if we can start improving the health of the cell, then your body's going to start to heal. And that will affect, that will positively affect many areas of your life, including your work and your creativity and um, the freedom to do all the things you want to do. Mm, cool. So focus on the cell health. What yeah. would you say people can do to start? I guess, I guess, is it more important instead of just like focusing on things you can do of like being able to diagnose that like you're not healthy? Is that kind of the first place to go? Or is it just kind of going into the things you can do? Like, are there I guess, clear cut signs that like your cells are definitely weak or is that just kind of like general health or is this something kind of a different category of health? No, it's, I mean, everybody will experience symptoms different ways. And some people might have fatigue or brain fog. Other people might get more serious conditions, um, whether it's neurological or um, any type of musculoskeletal problem, or they could get cancer, but we can have a ton of different symptoms start expressing themselves. You can get a lot of different diagnoses, but if you start um, going backwards or going upstream to look toward root cause issues, there are not as many, they're just kind of a few. And so however that manifests in our bodies can change for people, but it's very similar root causes. So then as you're trying to heal from all that stuff, instead of chasing all these symptoms and looking at all the pills that people are taking and going I don't, I mean, go to your doctors and have those appointments, get that information. But um, instead of doing all that stuff, let's look at how the body works and how the body heals. So that's what I've been able to do. Um, one of the cool modalities I've gotten to learn in uh, massage and body work is called lymphatic drainage. And so your lymphatic system clears waste and toxins away from your cells. Um, but then as you work backwards, you're like, okay, well, how does that get out of the body? Well, your liver is what processes all the lymph. And so if your liver is not healthy, you're going to have unhealthy lymph. And if you're not pooping, then your liver is going to be backed up. So um, I just look at the body in uh, like a drainage funnel. So the very first thing we have to be doing to improve our health is having regular bowel movements. And um, typically that's one to two a day, but you've got to be getting the, the waste and toxins out. You can't flush a clogged toilet. You're not going to heal your symptoms that are upstream um, if you're not having regular bowel movements, then you've got to get that liver function working. And in conjunction with that, we have bile. So um, 
people are probably familiar, like, oh, you have you have a gallbladder issue. Let's take your gallbladder out. Um, the gallbladder is what stores bile, but bile, uh, it does a lot of things, but it helps digest fats. Um, so you can absorb those better. Bile is also a great binder. So when you have toxins or toxicants that are trying to get out of your system, you need uh, bile working to be able to take that to the colon so then it can get out of your body. Um, so that's starting in the lymphatic system because that was my hands-on work and has been amazing. I've just worked to see what our cells need to, to heal. So you've got to be able to get rid of waste and toxins. Our cells need the capacity to adapt to stress because if we're always go, 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 if we're always in that fight or flight state, if, if every day your body is in defense mode, you're not in a healing state. So um, we've got to learn how to shift our bodies into that restorative state so we can heal. And then we need oxygen and nutrients to be able to get to our cells. Mm. So wow. that's how that's how I look at the healing process. And and if people want to improve their performance or any of that stuff, this is this is the system I use to look at it. And mm. once you get the drainage pathways functioning well, then you can really start addressing um, deeper root cause issues that are going on. Cool. I like it. Yeah. This is, you're making it very simple. I'm seeing it. Um, the, so you're talking about drainage, regular bowel movements and stuff. What can people do just to make sure like if they're getting, I guess, backed up, you know, a little clogged in the, in the toilet, what can we do to, you know, naturally, um, I guess, help our bowel movements come through like more natural. I mean, the very first thing is making sure you're hydrated, that you're well hydrated. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a water snob. So I have, um, found one that works best for me and, and I can feel the difference. Like if I'm dehydrated, I get headaches really quickly. Um, my, I get aches and pains specifically in my neck and my skin gets really dry and itchy. Um, smart water takes that away within like one or two bottles. Really? And I don't know if, if I would buy smart water for my whole family, it could be like $180 a month. We would drink so much. So I was like, okay, let, let's figure this out. Smart water is um, distilled water. It's actually vapor distilled. Um, which, anyway, get distilled water. Um, it has a bad reputation because people think, oh, that leaches minerals from the body. But the minerals in our tap water aren't really um, able to be absorbed into our systems anyway. And we should be getting our minerals from our diet um, or supplementation. I don't really recommend supplements. If you can get it through your diet as much as you can, but, um, the, the purest form of water you can get right now, cause there's so much stuff going on and so many different toxins in our water sources. Um, people could try distilled water if they'd like, they could try smart water. Everybody's going to have their preferences, but bottom line, make sure you're hydrated. Um, and then I know everybody talks about getting enough fiber and um, that type of stuff in your diet. I don't give tons of dietary recommendation recommendations. Like I like to look at a person and we, instead of looking at what would be classified as a healthy food, let's look at what works for a person and what's working for their system. Because so many people they're like, Oh, let's, let's get these health foods instead of cooking with regular flour. Let's use almond flour or if we're going to do green smoothies, let's load it with spinach and beets. But if you're a person who's oxalate sensitive or um, histamine sensitive, you're going to have issues with those foods. So um, I, I really like to look at those food filters in relation to a person before I give any strict dietary recommendations. Um, 
And obviously just get junk out of your diet. That's going to help you have a better bowel movement anyway. Mm, yeah, for sure. Natural whole foods. Do you, I guess, yeah, I mean, I know you don't want to give like dietary advice because it is individualistic and some people process foods in different ways. And like dairy, for example, some people it's not a problem. Some people it's a big deal. Um, but is there something that you could like give people some advice of just, you know, portioning their plate or how to look at food uh, in a healthier way that also, you know, is, is sustainable, but at the same time can help us just function better, like in terms of our bodies? You know, I think um, getting enough protein is huge because our protein is going to, or amino acids make up proteins. Proteins do everything in our body. And um, if we can get good proteins and um, good fats, that that's a huge one. Your fats, uh, or I should say fats make up your cell walls. So if you're getting those rancid um, vegetable oils and hydrogenated oils, you're not going to get um, a good cell wall. And that means uh, it's going to be a little more rigid. You're going to have trouble getting um, nutrients in and waste and toxins out. So um, I know that can be kind of a controversial topic with people, but um, I mean, grass-fed, grass-finished butters, ghee, um, and, and some of those seed oils, like it might sound nice. It, grape seed oil might sound nice or even certain avocado oils. If you get a really good avocado oil, that's one thing, but most of them are cut with canola or a rancid seed oil. So if you can change that in your diet, that's going to help everything because your cells will start functioning better. Your uh, Therefore, energy will get in, so your mitochondria will be fueled. And one of the biggest things people miss in their healing process is fueling the mitochondria first. Like if you're sick, if you're debilitated or just anywhere on that scale, you've got to get your mitochondria fueled. Um, that's going to fuel your entire healing and detoxification process. So um, I think I just went on a rabbit trail there. That's yes, okay. get your fats from... Uh, so you said ghee and grass-fed butters, grass-finished butters. Grass Those are butter. tallow is a really healing one. Tallow is um, beef fat. I think I think lamb has tallow too. I don't use that one at home, but mm. yeah, I use a lot of beef tallow. Mm. Just making sure that it's like grass-fed, grass-finished, um, and yeah. coming from good sources. But and then, yeah, those, if you ever watched a video about how those seed oils are made it's disgusting i've never watched a video but i can only imagine i just take people's advice and try and steer clear of them i get like good extra virgin olive oil and all that kind of stuff so yeah. um yeah and then I, i'm really a proponent of like high quality meats as well you mentioned like focusing on protein or and having an emphasis on protein is there a certain amount that you recommend someone should get in a day because there's that alone I mean, I'm into fitness, you know, and protein is like the name of the game, you know, bro science, but, um, you know, people recommend all different types. And I saw some FDA recommended like 50 grams of protein in an entire day. And I was like, that seems so low based on other things that I've learned. So what do you kind of recommend? You know, I, again, I go with what a person is able to do. So some people mm. don't have the ability right now to digest protein. So if you look at other factors in their life, if we're, if we're so stressed out, then we're not producing stomach acid. And so, or not producing as much. So if, if people are like, Oh, I can't do it. I have a problem digesting proteins. Well, do you have a stomach acid problem? That's coming, that's coming from too much stress in your life or different things being out of balance. So as the rest of the body starts to heal, then you're able to digest and absorb proteins better. Um, some people, if they have a liver or gall gallbladder issue, 
they might not be able to digest the fats that are in the proteins as well. So if you eat a steak and, and you get sick, or if you eat a hamburger and you get nauseous, it might not mean that those are bad for you. It might just mean that you need to get your liver and bile working first and get bile flowing, and then you'll be able to do it better. So people like that, they need very small amounts um, to start off. And then as their body heals, as they get more functional, they're able to have a little bit more. Mm. You said, get, you mentioned this earlier about like getting your liver and your bile um, working. What do we do to actually get our liver and bile working? Well, overall, one of the very first things, if you just look at a person, we want to be excreting more toxins than we're bringing in. Toxins and mm. toxicants. Those are, um, let me just make that differentiation. But um, to take that toxic load off the liver, because the liver's your workhorse of all of this stuff. So um, stop putting so many toxins in. I mean, we're, we're going to get them because we live in this world. So they're everywhere and we have air pollution we have pesticides and herbicides, fungicides, all of that stuff. Um, our personal care products, all the stuff we're using in our home. So if you can make healthier choices there, that's going to reduce the toxic load that your body as well as your liver has to process. Um, once, once people are really working on a detox or a drainage protocol, um, then they can add like bitters or different, um, bile movers. I, I know some people use ox bile if they've had their gallbladders removed. Um, there are some specific supplements that I use in the protocols that I designed to help get uh, bile flowing, but yeah, bitters and that just helps stimulate the entire digestive tract. It helps the body get ready to digest food and gets everything moving, moving along. Hmm. Cool. And what do you mean by bitters? Just curious about that. Like a, a bitter taste. Oh, uh, oh, something that tastes bitter. Yeah. Some of them, some of them are called bitters. Like that's on the name. There's one called bitter X. Um, there are some, uh, one is called Tudka, which it tastes vile. So you take it in a pill form, but your mm. body will still recognize some of that. But yeah, even just bitter tastes that make you salivate can start that digestive process. Mm. And like, if you look at a person, how people eat, if, if we're eating out a lot or doing those things, we're not preparing the food. We're not smelling it. We're not doing everything along the way that lots of people in the past have done. And that whole process gets us ready for digestion. Um, mm. Oh, interesting. But, Just yeah. the smell of food and the preparation yeah, the of, of food it. Our body's like, oh, good. We're going to eat. Oh, we're getting hungry. But if if we bypass that process by just going through a fast food joint or going to a restaurant, you miss a little bit of it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. Um, what about like fermented foods? What's your take on fermented foods? Should we incorporate that into our diets as well? Um, some people do well with it. If people are histamine sensitive, they're typically not going to do well with it. Mm. Um, I, ever since COVID happened, everybody's, a lot of people are getting that mast cell activation syndrome. Um, that's associated with histamines. Um, if people have a mold infection in their body, that's going to make you more sensitive to histamines. So again, that really depends on a person. Personally, I like fermented foods. I do pretty well with them, um, but I'm also not histamine sensitive. So um, uh, yeah, looking at a person in the context of who they are at what their body needs at that specific time is really important when you're deciding what foods to choose. And, and like, if you're on a healing protocol, you're not going to be, you're not out for this huge culinary experience. You, you want to focus on just a few foods that can let your body heal as your body heals and becomes more resilient 
then you're able to to do more. But even so many people who have um, food allergies and food sensitivities, sometimes that's an underlying root cause that can be contributing to that. Like, like I said earlier, um, a mold infection in the body, if we're not clearing that out, that can make us more sensitive to food. Um, and then if you, if you start resolving those underlying things, then you will have more, I guess, resilience in your diet and you can eat different things and have better results. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I think it sounds like you just have to kind of test things and obviously working with a professional to, you know, if you're really going through some bad health issues, obviously it's, you got to talk to a professional like you to really determine because health is, health is such a trippy thing. It's like so complex when I look at it because everyone has different, if there's food allergies or just, you know, something hurts my stomach compared to what it does for you. And it is difficult to have kind of this generic advice of like, this is what you do. I mean, I feel based on all the things that I've read about that the more you can just eat natural whole foods and have a good mix of whole foods and focus on like healthy fats, high quality proteins and lots of vegetables. Like I feel like you can't go wrong, you know, and eating like rice or just something like natural and just thinking of like whole ingredient foods, like a banana, how many ingredients are in a banana? It's like, it's one, it's the banana, right? Or chicken breast. It's like, it's chicken breast. It's not all this other crazy stuff if you're getting good quality. So that's kind of my take on nutrition. I'm not a health expert though, by any means. I think it's perfect. I yeah, but I, I feel like if people just did that and focused on like lots of veggies, high quality proteins, just have like a nice mix of all the different foods and colors and whatnot, then you're going to be in a great position. And then, you know, that's, but so many people, they just have like, bad health and then they go to the doctor and then they get pills and stuff. And it's like, they're not solving or changing the diet or anything like that and filling their plate and stomach with good foods. And it's like, I feel like those are the things you should get first and then think about supplementation or pills or things like that. If you really need that sort of stuff. And that's always been my take. Um, this all being said, you know, asking you questions, you giving your input and then you look on the internet and you read something totally different. Like, Oh, you shouldn't eat like, you know, these foods, or you shouldn't eat any meat. It should be like vegan is the only diet. There's so much information in the world, which is where, you know, I respect health coaches and trainers and all that, because it's like, it's, it's so much information. There's studies that prove all these different points and all this crazy stuff. You could watch debates on two different things and they're both backing it with all these studies and it seems legit on both ends. So it's like, what's the truth? And it just makes me curious for you being in the health field and being a health and wellness professional. Are there any kind of pet peeves that you kind of have with just the, the industry, the health industry and like all the content and information that's online? Is there anything that just like kind of bothers you when you see it? Oh, when people recommend detox diets or when a, a MLM, the multi-level marketing companies, when they come out with their new product, that is this wonderful detox. And all you do is take a powder and mix it in with your water and it detoxes you and it improves your gut health and all this stuff. No, like that stuff drives me nuts. It's so, it's so wrong. And it's such a scam. Um, you know, when I was, I was, well, this was a long time ago now I was 20 and they had that master cleanse. Have you ever heard of that? It's like I lemon, think I did hear that. Yeah. Lemon juice, cayenne, pepper, maple syrup. Yes. Um, I did that. I, I was one of the ways that got me on this path was I was diagnosed with a low thyroid. Um, and I didn't know anything. I'm 20 years old. And um, there was a doctor and I had mentioned my diagnosis to him. He's like, oh, you're going to be on Synthroid for the rest of your life. You're never going to heal. Um, you'll never be off this medication. I was like, oh, really? Okay. So I started doing all my research 
and obviously not knowing what I'm doing. I found this master cleanse. And so I'm, I'm mixing up my lemon juice and cayenne pepper and my maple syrup. And like, it, this was such a low point, even on, I was drinking maple syrup from the bottle because I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is, this cannot be good. But you look on the forums and you're feeling like garbage. You have all those detox and flu symptoms and you're achy and you're irritable. And um, and they say, oh, this means it's working. This means your body's detoxing and you're going to heal from your chronic issues. Um, I passed out. I think I made it like eight or 10 days um, and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I hit my head and unfortunately it didn't knock any sense into me, but uh, so I tried <laughs> other detoxes. But um, from what I've learned now, it's it's a simple process to help the body detox, not necessarily easy, but we can't just throw a powder or a green drink, like all those dumb green drinks you find at Costco or Publix. That's not detoxing you. That's giving you a sugar rush. And so then people start feeling like they're a failure because their detox didn't work and their little five day juice cleanse or their 21 day veggie diet. And it's not that they're a failure and it's not that they're undisciplined or lazy. It's that the, that method didn't work because it is more complex. We have to look at how all the systems work together. We can't just isolate stuff. And I mean, I was guilty of that in the beginning of my career. So I started as in massage therapy and I still do a lot of that, but people come in and they're complaining of neck pain. So you, you rub a neck because that's what hurts and they feel better for like two hours and then their neck pain comes back and um, it just didn't seem like a, a good practice to keep that up. And that's really where I started um, or diving into root cause stuff. Um, what is the root cause of muscle pain? And, and so you learn how the body works in that regard. And then um, like, okay, well, pain comes from inflammation. Well, what um, the immune system creates inflammation, but then the lymphatic system is what clears it away. So as I started learning about all this stuff, you start learning how it all works together. So we can't, we can't isolate systems and expect it all to work. We've really got to focus on how it works together. And it's truly beautiful how it does. And, and when we see how much we do wrong, it's amazing how brilliant our body is at recovering from that and healing. And it, I'm blown away every single day. I think it's so cool. And I'm, I love, I love this career. Mm, yeah, that's rad. I do. I love your, uh, you're like obsession with it. I think that's a, what makes you a really good teacher and, you know, mentors. Cause you just, you'll learn about that and just read about it. And if you're curious listening to this of like, I'm still trying to find my business idea, which I know a lot of people uh, struggle with that. If that's, that's a clear cut sign that that's something you could pursue. If you see people doing things, why well, I like to bring on different experts and different, you know, niches related to like stuff that they're teaching online. Cause there could be someone listening to this and they're like, I love reading about this stuff. Like what you're talking about, how the body works and everything. It's like, you can turn that into a business. So I wasn't so, totally honest at the beginning. I actually failed my major. They failed me. Um, in education. They? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would not let me pass. It was not that, that I was not good and didn't like it. I failed. Um, and, and that is what brought me to this point. But it's like, wow. I'm so thankful for that failure because, um, because I am here now. And if I was a teacher, I, I'd have quit a long time ago. I would have been miserable. But mm -hmm. now I've been able to have my business and now I teach every single day and I love it and I'm actually good at it. Right. Um, and just, I know some people work really hard to, to find that one thing and, and figure out what they want to do in a business. But um, sometimes just, 
trust the guidance in your life too, and and listen to people and listen to your wins and listen to your failures and see where it leads you. Yeah. I don't know that that's the best advice. Like I wouldn't write a book about that, but um, that that's how I, there has truly been a divine hand guiding me through all of this. Sure. Um, it's been cool. And doors have opened that I could have never done on my own. Yeah. You're just going with the flow. Yeah. yeah. That's the name of my program. That's what it is. Go with the flow. Hey. Go with the flow of the drainage pathways. Go with the flow of life. <laughs> it works both ways. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well, super cool. Heather, thank you so much for your time and hanging out here and the awesome advice and the nerding out on the human body. Uh, so hopefully good people got some good insights. Um, on, you know, nutrition and just some different things that they can kind of focus on to get some, some better drainage. We'll say, where can people get connected with you, learn more about you? Um, well, first, thanks for having me. I had a good time. I love chats like this. Yeah. Um, my website is defyyourlimits.com. And, um, on that, I have a root cause assessment form. You can take like seven different assessments and see, um, if you identify with any of those root cause issues, um, it goes through a bunch of different symptoms people are experiencing and categorizes that. Um, yeah, all my stuff is there on the resources page. So sweet. We'll put a link down in the description to go check out Heather's website for the listener. Uh, we talked about quite a bit of stuff. I think like, you know, the biggest reminder you can think about is like, even when you're growing your business, you're being entrepreneurial, um, focus on eating good foods, please just have good uh, like olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, pay attention to what you're putting into your body and focus on filling, you know, 80 to 90% of your diet with just real food. And that's what I practice. I have a little note, uh, section in my phone where every week I give myself, I aim to give myself three like fun meals where I can go do whatever I want. I can go like have burger or like beer and pizza with my friends. Cause like, you know, I want to eat foods and try things and have fun and whatnot. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just eating, you know, like the diet we kind of talked about, just about filling my plate with vegetables, natural whole foods, uh, rice, good quality meats and that kind of stuff. I'm focusing on getting the right amount of protein and then exercising and eating, drink a lot of water. Like that's just kind of the habit that I've gotten into and it's what works for me. So hopefully you can take something like that. And the other piece of advice I got from this is just saying yes to opportunities and going with the flow in terms of like your actual business advice. So a uh, lot of stuff that we talked about, you may need to re-listen to it, but bottom line is that you take something and that you use it. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.